Welcome to Season 5 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. We're excited to be back for another year of guests here in 2024. For the month of January, you will hear our interview with another local teacher, our good friend, Scott Albertson. Scott is a seventh grade English teacher at Kellogg Middle School. We'll start this episode hearing more about his family, and then we get deep into the ways that Scott brings creativity into his classroom. Here is episode two of our Dreams and Bones interview with Scott Albertson. So who was in the home then? Growing up, Mm -hmm. who was in the home? Well, my parents divorced when I was seven, Okay, I think. And then uh, my parents, I guess it was, it was like 98. I would have been seven years old. Okay. And, um, and so then my home split and my mom got remarried probably a year, a year and a half later Okay. Uh, to who is still my stepdad today, okay. a man named Steve, who I really care about, was a huge mentor growing up and he had a daughter. So okay. I kind of, we kind of all, I had, I had a stepsister and my brother Okay. and primarily we it was split custody, but we spent probably more time at my mom's than okay. we did at my dad's. I spent a lot of time with my dad too. Um, everyone kind of stayed, everyone stayed good on good uh, terms. Yeah. And, um, so it was really a pretty beneficial situation yeah. being in a split home for me. So yeah, mom, stepdad, brother, um, okay. sister, stepsister. Okay. My stepsister is also, she's a really cool and creative person who, mm-hmm. Um, especially since being adults, I've really uh, gained a lot from yeah. my relationship with her. So mm-hmm. at some point when it's more fitting, I'll tell you more about her. But yeah. um, she's done some really, really cool stuff. And especially of late is doing some really cool nice. stuff. So. Nice. so back to back to school again. Yeah. What were you where were your strengths at? Uh, was it more? Were you a good English student, a good math student? Uh, you've got the science background. So that that, mm-hmm. that makes sense. If you were choosing English or math, you're an English teacher now, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's really like, I don't know. I, I never really considered myself to have a real like strength in school, which I think is a hard, a part of the reason why I never could like settle on a on a course when I was in college. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, I guess looking back, I would have said English more so than math. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause I, math was, I did pretty well in math. Like I think I was in advanced placement classes, uh-huh. but I well, I wasn't like knocking it out of the park. It right. didn't come really easy to me. Yeah. Um. I remember it frustrating me a lot, but I I, I thought I was a pretty I was a pretty well rounded student. Mm-hmm. Like when I applied myself, I did I did well. Sure. Um. It was when I didn't <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that was that was the bigger kind of mark you know, of my GPA. Yeah. Probably, I was on the seven-year plan getting through college, so, you know, uh, yeah. we all have our moments when, uh, maybe long moments. I was, 
Correct. It's, yeah. It's and we haven't moments. quite learned how to work with uh, the system yet. So yeah, no, fair enough. No big deal. That was no me. Big deal. Yeah, that was me. So. Does Kelton give you creative writing assignments? Uh, <laughs> of hers? Oh, Kelton, no. you should give him creative writing assignments. Thank you, Paul. Was, he took my line. You really should. No. If I said to you, uh, are you a writer? You would say? I would tell you that I really badly want to be. And I think that I dabble a little bit because of the line of work I'm in. Mm-hmm. That would be my answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I really do want to start writing more. I think I I have a lot of fun with it, whether or not I'm any good at it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, most of the writing I do is in really short spurts, and it's done because I'm giving an assignment to my students. Yeah. And um, I, I try to kind of hold myself to a standard that if I'm going to create a new assignment, I will do it at least yeah. once mm-hmm. so that I have... You know, I have a, an example to right. show them, mm-hmm. and it makes me think through the process of the assignment so I catch some flaws or other, mm-hmm. you know, potential issues. And um, I always have, you know, a lot of fun with that process. So, mm-hmm. you know, at some point I will, maybe I'll dabble in that more. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. Performing on stage, uh, any, uh, <laughs> any aspirations for that? Well, uh, you know, I get people in here and then I put them on the spot and say, you know, I happen to be connected with the theater. And yeah. You can always use you. So. I was going to say, whatever I say can and will be used against me, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Well, be- well and, and here's part of the reason why I end up saying that. Teaching, being in front of kids is performing. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I do agree. And and as I've told you, Paul, I've always also had some aspirations to do that kind of stuff too. I've always really admired uh, theater and and performing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always you know made me uncomfortable, which I think it makes everyone uncomfortable yeah. until you do it. Yeah. But I yeah I can feel that teaching has has kind of broke me into that mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. because it, I think it just does naturally. You've got no choice but to perform on a daily basis, whether right. <laughs> you had a good morning or not. So right. I think, yeah, at some point. Um, well, and I think, you know, win. when you played the, you know, when we did the murder mystery, you you embraced that character. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> I was going to say, you guys provided me with my one That's and right. only true opportunity. Well, I've had some others, but yeah. in, in far less official yes. roles, mm-hmm. usually more aided by adult libations. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it's out there. It's mm-hmm. out there in yeah. my uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, another question I like to ask teachers: uh, mm-hmm. What's more important for for the kids in your classroom? Conformity or creativity? That's a loaded question, and I always like to hear <laughs> What do you think? Uh, what are we asked? What are we tasked with as as teachers? Conformity for the kids or creativity? Which one's more important? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question, but I think it totally depends on the content and what the goal of that is. Because I think I think there's some, especially if you're taking it from like an English perspective. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of conformity that's got to be done in order for you to be creative, in some ways too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we think about like the relationship between uh, grammar and 
writing a short story. Mm-hmm. Like kids need some level of grammatical appropriateness, mm-hmm. no matter what they're going to do with it. Right. And then if you're going to then go tell them to write a, you know, write, write a creative short story, mm-hmm. if they've got no grammatical background, they're going to struggle with the, with the creative assignment. Mm-hmm. So, and I would consider that gr- grammar to be kind of a conformity thing, mm-hmm. right? Cause there's mm-hmm. rules and we expect the same thing. It needs to be uniform. Mm-hmm. So I think oftentimes like creativity has to exist within some parameters mm-hmm. and especially when you're working with like middle school age kids yeah. if you if you provide no parameters you're like <laughs> yeah watch out you are yeah you're gonna get a wide range of products <laughs> yeah. so i guess that's it's understanding the balance between the two are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. I think that if you fail to, I guess to speak broadly, I think our education system sometimes fails to give kids creative opportunities across subject areas. And it's because it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to provide those opportunities and not only to provide them, to assess them. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's far harder to assess them. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you... Right. How do you grade a kid on their on their creative value? Mm-hmm. Like right. that's a really tough tough mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I uh, know. You know, we talk to people, and it's just a lot of it is, well, just you know, if you have a story, get it written down. Then it's like, okay, you have your story written down, but then it takes a long time to get the grammar right and get the spelling right and get right. it so so it's so what their story is is communicated well to other people. And, you know, when you're in a classroom setting, you don't have time to do that. You know, that's why you have these more shorter kind of conformity assignments that they're learning how to do it. And some kids break through. They figure it out and they can, they, they're they able to do a little more creative stuff. But, yeah, but yeah a lot of times it's, it's not there. Yeah. And it is hard to create time for, but we we need to create more time for it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the that process is more important than them right doing the conformity mm-hmm. stuff yeah and, and, well and even just that free writing learning that that you can do that and mm-hmm. that it's okay and that you aren't getting nitpicked on it's just right yeah that, you know that, you talk a lot right. about doing that with your kids and mm-hmm. and kicking yourself because you never did it with your kids you know to doing that never felt like always had the the goal of saying, if they're all writing, I should be writing. Didn't work for me. Yeah. Because I was too concerned, at this point I say, too concerned about making sure that they were writing when they're supposed to be writing. Mm-hmm. Mm, that came not from 
not from me necessarily, but from the system that said, make sure that your kids are all making progress along the way. You know, it's just hard yeah. uh, to, you fall into that conformity versus creativity. Yeah. Uh, how do you weigh those two things? And it was, uh, at this point, I have no problems looking at what other teachers are doing and saying, yeah, keep it up, <laughs> keep it up. But at the same time, I go, oh, I wish I could have done that differently. Yeah. Wish I, I wish I would have. Um, no, I think I totally get that. And yeah. we, Kelton and I talk about that kind of thing a lot, where it's, you have to be as engaged with the material as it, the kids it, are. Yes, otherwise, yes. you don't create. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, what I always measure my success as a teacher on has nothing to do with like grades and marks and performance. Yes. It's 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 got something to do with that. I mean that's that's a good piece to reflect on, mm-hmm. but like engagement to mm-hmm. me is everything. Yeah. And yeah. you guys both know yeah. like when you've got a group of kids who are gripped by what they're doing, yeah. You you know it when you got it, right. you know. Right. And it's yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yes. and I feel like the direction we're going societally yeah. it's getting rarer and rarer. Yeah. It's a it's hard mm-hmm. to create that. Yeah. And like when you've got it, you've got to really take yeah. advantage of mm-hmm. it because that's that's the learning environment right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah I know engagement. when we do our like our summer camps, it's so fun in that week time we have those kids. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's in fact I remember last summer it's like what we're doing now is why people teach. <laughs> because it is. It's like a whole week. I mean, you know, each morning. And it is. It's kids coming in who want to be there. They want to do all these creative things and they get engaged and they love it and they participate and they, and it, and I, I kept thinking last summer, it's like, oh, this is why people do this. And unfortunately they don't get to do this part as often as they should, you know? Right. (laughs) Yep. And you know, sometimes, you know, you guys have the benefit a little bit of getting kids with prior interests. Oh, and exactly. Stuff, right? and exactly. Like, right. Sometimes that's what's cool about teaching like an elective class or something yes. like that, too, because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in theory, they, they signed up for the class because they want to be in the class. So right. you've already you've already crossed that first yes. huge barrier mm-hmm. of yeah. them even thinking they're interested in the, in the content. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, when, you know, when you're teaching a, a core subject, English, math, those mm-hmm. Those ones where you know you have kids with preconceived notions that they're they're bad at it and they right, right. They, they came into yeah. the room feeling or I that can't way. write or yeah. I can't do math or yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah yeah and yeah. how do you get them to buy in and get engaged with mm-hmm. an assignment and yeah. I think the only way that well the best way to do it is to also buy in and be engaged right. yes. exactly so um you know mm-hmm. they, they need that modeled for them if they're yep. going to do it right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, and i think you know and you've probably seen it you you've made you've seen the light come on and kids <laughs> you know yeah. and that's the fun part of it is actually then you see a kid and it's like oh he's finally getting it mm-hmm. or she's finally getting it right and, to bring it back to your original thought yeah. though is while we sometimes steer away from the the creative minded kind of assignment in school mm-hmm. for all those reasons that we already mentioned they're hard to they're hard to assess they're hard to evaluate it's hard to teach mm-hmm. it tends to be natural where either a kid is just naturally good at it or they're not mm-hmm. I, you know those are the things that kind of veer us away from doing that however 
those are the things that bring the highest level of engagement. Mm -hmm. So if, yeah. if I'm judging myself as a, as a teacher on whether or not I've got kids engaged, why am I not doing it more often? Why don't I, why don't I cross the barrier yeah. of learning how to assess them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's something I need to do. I, I just gave my first creative writing assignment mm -hmm. of the year prior to break. Yeah. And so I've been grading and reading through them. Yeah. And yeah. They're fantastic. Like nice. it, it completely makes you see the kid in a different light mm -hmm. uh, because they're creating a product on their own. You're not right. just, uh, you know, assessing on whether or not they can properly use the vocab word you right. taught, right. taught them all week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's personality in it. Yeah. And nice. so uh, it's, it's so enlightening. And I've been saying to Kelvin all week long, like, why is it halfway through the year? And this is the first time I've done this. Yeah. yeah. This should be a, a once a week opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you lose some of the engagement if you make it so frequent? Maybe so. Like, I don't know. But it also, hands down, was my kid's favorite assignment. Thank you for joining us for more conversations with people who live creative lives. Carol, any thoughts on today's episode? Well, Paul, we left our listeners hanging this week. And we'll hear more details about the creative writing assignment he gave to his students before the holiday break. We even took a little, some information and creativity spurring from the assignment as well to work on a project we're going to do with our after-school kids. That's right. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me a Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter, weekly Fertile Ground blog posts, and find out what else we do at Grow Me A Story. You can also like our Grow Me A Story page on Facebook and our Grow Me A Story garden on Instagram. Join us next Friday for episode three of our interview with Scott Albertson. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you'll be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published. Bye.